Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, it's October 1st, 2020. And uh, we have our call tonight uh, featuring Candy Lee Lyles. Good good evening, Candy Lee. Hey, Angela. How you doing? I'm good. I'm making, good, I'm, good. I'm, I'm, I'm hanging in there. Oh, What's I think going everybody on? is. <laughs> yeah. Craziness. Yeah. But, yeah, everything is kind of crazy, but, you know, people need to become educated, you know. Right. But what I'd like to talk about tonight is how people in the different venues or avenues that they can become a state national. Um, because really, a lot of people that I speak with, they do, they're in a situation and they're stuck between U.S. citizen and state national. And so they get played with or toyed with or, and sometimes, and I'm not going to mention names, some people are able to keep them at bay, but they, they keep getting harassed by them, you know. So I think that if people kind of got themselves their status corrected, that they would be um, prevent a lot of things that are happening to them um, just by your status. So. Can I ask you a question? Sure. What's the difference between a state national and an American national? Um, well, here, it's kind of um, everybody, because, you know, I talked to a lot of different people that are um, state nationals, and American state national is actually, um, I mean, there's really nothing concise about it, but it's, I think it's more of a federal-type um, American it's a group. Um, so when you say American state national, you have to be kind of careful because there's a, an American state national that's a U.S. That's how you get your passport. And then there's the American state national that would be like with, via Anna Von Reitz. And Anna Von Reitz's group, they're raising 50 states. And they're actually not natural law. I mean, they do natural law, but their, their organization or their group is like anything, it's a man-made um, format. So she's going back to what we were before they, um, what our federation or what our the federal group was, like the American State Assembly. That's they're assembling, but they're they're not. How to? They're not like I'm not a I'm not a member of the American State Assembly. And I, I, I'm not against it. I just prefer to be in natural law, totally. And natural law is God's law. It's very different than man-made rules, laws, or formats. Anna von Reitz is following a format that was put in place a long time ago before the corporations took over our country. And it's a great thing. I think her group is great. Um, it depends on who's joining. I kind of like to venture out into the riskier territory. I like to be able to conquer uh, I, I'm an American state national and a state national however you want to say it because my status is, is corrected through Anna Von Wrights through David Lester Strait um, through myself um, through my own documents um, everything's recorded on the public record and I do it in it's very inexpensive it costs five dollars 
to uh, record in what's called permanent record. Um, so if anybody needs to learn or, or find out how to get inexpensive filing, it's $5 for one filing, no matter how many pages it is. Um, so, and that's on the permanent record. So that's kind of a great cost. And then for a cer certified copy, you just have to pay for each um, certified. I think it's 5 bucks for a certified copy or something like that. So anyways, American State National is... So wait a minute, wait a minute. You said it's on the permanent. What do you mean permanent record? I don't oh, understand. Because in, in recording, if you do like a um, go in there and just go to the land recording office and say, I'd like to uh, record this, they'll charge you like in oh, Spokane, it's $103, and they don't have a, um, a permanent fi uh, recording. Um, if you go to, in Idaho, they don't even So wait a minute, it. when you say it's not a permanent recording, I mean it doesn't last forever? It expires well, it, 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 time, well, they or? have legal recording. Like Idaho I only see. has legal recording. Okay. They, they As don't. opposed to? Well, how you're supposed to have is public and legal. Uh -uh. You're supposed to accommodate the people. Well, what Idaho has decided to do was to eliminate any recording for people. They only do it for land and legal, and the reason that they do is kind of the same as the proclamation that these governors did. It's not law. It's just they proclaim that you should do this. And so the prosecutor or the attorney general for the state um, of Idaho in the recording office stated that he wouldn't recommend recording um, land patents. Um, he listed about 10 things, and it... Oh, anything from a de jure citizen, which is totally crazy because it's he's stating he doesn't want to record anything from a real, because de jure is real, citizen. <laughs> so he put that on the record? Yeah. It's, well, it's on his, it's his suggestion. And so the whole state of Idaho has followed his suggestion as, and a acted like it was law, and it truly is not. That's interesting. Mm. So I, there's well, a, a lot of stuff, but you know, you got to pick and choose your battles. And yeah. um, yes, you can probably go after everybody. But the problem that we're having is that there's um, those courts are, are kangaroo courts. They're not for people. And right. what I've found, it, so I'm an American state and national. So what I was trying to say, let me go back real quick before I move on. American state and national, I think is. To me, what I'm seeing it as, and this is everybody, this is my opinion, is more of a duty in a, in a federal way, in an un, unincorporated federal way. Because um, natural law is only with you and your maker. It, it, there's nobody between you and that, you know. So an American state national what I find is you're, you're basically stating that you're a state national, which is pretty cool. Um, and then the American state national is kind of like a name that's been coined is what I think by, I think that Anna Von Reitz is kind of coining it. Um, she didn't coin it because she didn't create it, but she's using, utilizing it pretty heavily. So it's kind of getting uh, duplicate meanings in my opinion. Like, I consider myself an American state national because I live in one of the Americas, and I'm a state national. By the way, my state is Illinois. Um, so I can, it's kind of just a word, not necessarily um, a completely defined one thing. So 
So if, does that answer your question, Angela? Yes, it does. Thank okay, you very good. much. <laughs> but it is good to be, and the, the most important thing is to have your status and standing corrected um, and on the public record and to notify the United States Secretary of State that you're repudiating from the U.S. because it was done by deception. And that's the number one most important, whether you're with any group or you're all alone or you're whatever you're doing, it's the most important paperwork. Because with them not knowing who you are, why would you think that they would treat you in any other way other than just presume you're a U.S. citizen? And so it's important to get your status standing corrected. I find Anna Von Reitz is uh, uh, a great group. And for people that are new and coming in, I think it's the best way that they could go into something, feel comfortable, have some reassurance, um, be able to learn um, by all the information she's put out. Because she's learned a lot from other people, and she's kind of compiled it into um, weekly or, or monthly writings or maybe daily. And so to read all those, I think that anyone that wants to be an American state national really needs to go that way if they don't have a lot of information. So they would go there to correct their status and standing? It's the start of it, and it it works fine. That works fine for people that, so you're in a group, um, you have camaraderie, you have organization, um, you have mentors you can talk to. If you have questions, you can get questions answered. If you need paperwork help, they help you with the paperwork. So that's a great thing, in my opinion. Um, for people that are like, I think Angela, like you're pretty into this stuff. I think um, that, that to do it, just to do the paperwork, I would do it. But then there's other people that would be better for you, like David Strait, Derek Gonzalez um, for land patents, Ron Gibson. Well, Derek also does um, land patents. But there's people, um, there's other people that are really good, but I find that their prices are too high for people in general. Um, and I, I'm not going to name names, but I think sometimes the prices in, 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 it inhibits anybody from wanting to go that direction. So um, I like things that you can share. And yeah. Can yeah, that's what we are all about here, sharing yeah. information. I mean, but, I believe every, you're worth your wages, so I believe like donations are a good thing. I, I believe in donating to people. But like if a five thousand dollar fee for a piece of paper, I think that's absurd. Yeah, that's you know. a bit much. Yeah, um, I, but yeah. David Strait, how does one? I mean, do you? I mean, is, does anyone have access to David Strait? Uh, David offers himself everywhere. His videos are online, free. I know, um, but I have questions after watching one or two of his videos. I still have a few questions that. Well, here's the deal. I, if I can for sure answer, I can get the answers for you. And then if it's something really super important that I feel that you should talk directly to him, I can um, get somebody in, in touch with him and tell him how important it is. And when he's not in a seminar, because he's doing seminars all the time, yeah. he can contact you. Now, I believe that we're going to try to get David um, straight on for about 15 minutes at some point, um, just to kind of give everybody a quick little tidbit and maybe kind of give you a inspiration to look into his stuff so uh but we'll have to well, i mean where is his stuff i mean there's videos 
but does is there all his paperwork is online where it, you just if you google it it'll come up everybody oh. he he i have all his paperwork also i can share and send to anybody he offers all of his stuff to share with everybody Wonderful. And then, of course, donations are great to somebody like that that shares because sure. I donate them because I think that anybody that offers their their services and their stuff, you know, Absolutely. online. Mm-hmm. He deserves but, a good donation, yes. Yeah, but he has um, a never-perfect affidavit. If you look that up, David Strait, never-perfect affidavit. You can also friend him on Facebook or ask a question in Messenger, and it took me... Oh, I think three months to to get a response on a question. So because he was like seminar after seminar. So, um, yeah. so it's not. Don't be. Um, okay, there's the never perfect affidavit. Does he have a version of the passport uh, uh, application? He does. Or he does. does he recommends Copper too. Moon's. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yes. Okay. He now. That. Right now. I have questions about that, too. I mean, you know, do you use your P.O. box for the address or your home address? Because you're putting in care of. Well, you can use. Um, they claim, like on the, that U.S. passport, it says they want your your home address. Okay. I believe. I believe well, it has I read place, that. It has a place for both, but I don't know which one would you want it to be the primary. I, I, probably your home address, then. Yeah, but I don't think I'd put a zip code. And I'd also put in care of either way. And then if it's your actual um, domicile uh, where you're, you know, you, you hang around, I would probably um, make it rural or non-domestic without you, United States or, or any, you know, I guess first, I think with the form, however they tell you to do the form, and I think David says to put things in boxes. Well, he says so you can go ahead and use your zip code or your, and your social security number because they probably you won't approve it otherwise. Yeah. He says it doesn't matter. Go ahead and do it. And so. you put it in pencil boxes. You take a pencil mm-hmm. and around your social and your zip code, you lightly make a box. Okay. You make one box around it all. It's real light. You don't want to do it dark. Mm, right. Because yeah. that puts it so that's in the four corners rule. It doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. But yet they can still see it, so they won't even notice it. Yeah. They and might that, notice it, but they could care less. All the spots where it says U.S. citizen, you don't. You just put no. Absolutely no. Your mom, no. Your dad, no. You, okay. no. Yeah, so everybody. Okay. Yes. And then there are people that really don't have a social so you obviously you don't have to go get one. You right. just don't put anything in there because you truly don't have one. And they're not going to deny you if you truly don't have one. If they try to deny you um, for no zip code, you can send them a request for a letter. It's on Social Security. If you mark other, uh, like say you're applying for a Social Security number, if you mark other, um then you have to have somebody write you a letter stating why you need benefits because they're requesting a social for you. So they can send a letter to, like, with the passport, say, if they demand a social, it's line, it's number five on the Social Security um, uh, questionnaire. And you, it states there that, that you need to get a letter 
from whoever's making you get a social and ask why you need to receive benefits. And they won't be able to give you a letter telling you that, so then they'll have to just accept you without a social. It's number five on the Social Security application. Oh, okay. That's good to know. I never knew well, that. Well, and you mark other. You mark other. Huh. And if you mark other, then you have to go to get that letter. And it's number five. Cop so I learned that. Copper Moonshine still says to just use it. Do it just oh, but some people it. don't have a social. Yeah, no, I understand. I understand. Yes, I'm talking about people that don't have a social. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because there are people that really don't have a social. That's cool. So, yeah. yeah so, but anyway, it's okay. You know, I just, yeah. uh, we're going to refute all of this stuff, right? So it doesn't matter. Oh, yes. But that'll help you out because that does help. Like, I don't have a U.S. passport because I'm so dogmatic about not being any part or having any contract. And I, I but it does work for people. Like, yeah. um I think David Lester Strait has a uh, CDL license, driver's license. Yeah. Because um, he, he drives, you know, big trucks sometimes for co commerce, I think. Yeah. Um, I, like on the other hand, I have no driver's license. I have no contract. I have no nothing with with the U.S. in any form, fashion, or any, any way. Do you drive? I mean, do you... Move? I don't drive. I travel. <laughs> okay. So I... You know, I guess if you're a good traveler, you're not going to get stopped. You know, I mean, oh, no, I, I never get stopped. <laughs> I never get stopped. I never oh, well, get it, test the water. They're too busy, I think, in your neck of the woods fighting other people. Yeah. people. <laughs> I'm knocking on wood that they don't, they don't ask me. But I don't drive yeah. that much. I don't travel that much anymore anyway. Yeah. Well, I just, I basically um, motor with my family, my personal, private, actually private, because personal is persons, and God's not a respecter of persons, but... Um, you have a private plate on your car? No, I have a SSM, which is a self-supporting ministry, oh. and all of the autos are registered through a ministry, which makes them actually, just for everyone's knowledge here, when you do an SSM, which is a self-supporting ministry, and you register your autos through that... They're valueless to the cop that stops you. So how do you get to, where's the information on that? Is that on the Anna Von Wright's website? It's on youarelaw.org. Okay. And the thing about it is that they can't bond an SSM. So when you, you they can't give a ticket to an SSM. Huh. You know. Okay. So cool. here's what happens. When a cop stops you and he says, are you the owner of the vehicle? And you say, yes, I am. Now you're a guilty criminal because, first of all, you're not. The state owns your vehicle and you're a thief. <laughs> so they give you a ticket because you said you're the owner. So when you have an SSM, they ask you, are you the owner of the vehicle? And I always say, no. Well, who owns the vehicle? Well, I don't know. This SSM, the self-supporting ministry, and then they, they just drop it. Yeah. It's a valueless, they can't make money on it in court. They can't take you to court because the vehicle, there's no being there to be the liable party. They're looking for a, a debtor. They're looking for a liable party that will say, I'll be the guilty one. I'll take the crime, you know. And uh, when you have a, the self-supporting ministry, 
you can't, what are you going to do, have a ministry come in there? Just like a state. A state of Idaho is not a state. Uh, it's, you can't show up. Like when I go to court, where's the state? I'd like to see them. I'd like to see my accuser. Well, I'm representing, no, you're, you, we, there's no presumptions, assumptions, or hearsay. I want, I, I want firsthand knowledge, or you, you want, you, can you get up there, attorney, and swear an oath that you'll have firsthand knowledge? If not, you can't speak. And so, therefore, the state, I'd like to see the state. Where's the state? Where's my accuser? Or you can go in there and, like, when you say, I'd like the penal bond brought forward or the bid bond, what performance bond, penal bond, whatever you want to call it. Or you can lean the bonds. I, I mean, there's a, a list of things you can do, you know. So, anyways, I don't know how I get off track there. But. Oh, that's all right. It's all interesting, you know. It's all, it's all a learning uh, experience. But the, the American state, uh, state national or the state, Citizen, a state citizen is someone that actually does a, um, a job. Uh, say you become a your mayor or you're in the assembly, the American State Assembly, you, and you're doing some, like a, you're doing a job for your state, then you're a citizen because a citizen is someone that works is in essence for its, its um, state. You're a national if you just get your status corrected and don't want to spend any time working for your state. You know, so yeah, and the best pe- the best person people to teach about that is the American State Assembly with Anna Von Reitz's group. They can teach you so much if that's all you want to do. But if you're in a court situation, it doesn't necessarily help. As well as because when you're in a court, any type of court situations or tickets, you really have to do your own thing. Uh, because it's really the words you use, the papers you present. Um, it's not so much your standing because they don't even know you have standing. So when you go, if you have to go into court, you have to make sure you ex- bring forth your express trust, which is the David Lester Straightway. Um, let them know you have standing status and everything is on the record. And on the record makes it your your court. So if once you get it certified, like whenever you like when you send in your um, repudiation, you want to record it on the public record. Also, once it's on the record, everybody knows it or should know it. If you don't record it on the public record, once again, how do how do we think they'll know this? So that's everything must be recorded on the public record to get your status and standing corrected. And then you mail everyone a copy, right? Oh yeah, you you mail about ten people, or it depends on where you're at, who you want to send. I sent mine to ten different. Um, I sent it to the army. Um, for the law of peace, I sent it to the DOJ, the DOD, I mean the United States. Um, I sent it to everybody, just to make sure there was no confusion. Right. Yeah, but you don't have to send it to men, as many as I did, but I just like everybody to know it. So, so. but yeah, the, the that copper uh, that passport is good for most people to use it and and utilize it so that you can. See, in the world we live in, land jurisdiction is basically what Anna Von Wrights has everybody do. They're on the land, okay? Um, 
but when you get pulled out to um, the sea or the air, you have to be able to do those two also. Like I, I learned commercial, um, commercial law from Hartford Van Dyke. And I um, learned how to do commercial liens without getting yourself in, a, in jail because you're harassing a public servant. You don't want to ever harass anybody. So there's a process that has to be done in, in order to, um, you have to bond um, your your lien with a criminal complaint. If what most people do is they fail to do the criminal complaint first, so you have to do a criminal complaint and then you can proceed with your affidavits of truth, and then perfect your commercial lien. If you don't do the criminal complaint, you're going to end up in jail. You know, so there's a process that has to be done. So that's commerce, you know, or commercial, and then like. Um, a, a guy that teaches, uh, pretty good at teaching equity is Derek Gonzalez. He's um, kind of a, I think, new to, but he's got a lot, I mean, he's he's got a lot of knowledge. I mean, for people that want to do equity and stand um, their own standing, really, he's just cool. His his stuff is really interesting. I like to take all his classes. Um, he teaches you how to have standing in equity. Then he teaches teaches you how you could get into chambers instead of in court, how you can move the court into equity if it's not in equity. And equity is fair to both parties, by the way. So um, my, my personal preference, which is not good for most people out there, is I really like to ace it without ever going to court. What like did you say? To, you said huh? it's, it's hardy? What? It, it's what? Uh, the last thing you said about it, about equity, equity, it's fair. It's fair. Equity is fair and beneficial for both parties. Okay, both parties. It's always it always benefits both parties. Right. It's kind of like if you do a contract and it's one-sided, unilateral. It's basically void. You can't have a contract um, that doesn't benefit both parties. So, I mean, it, that's just contract law for that. But equity is fair to both parties. Right. Both parties have to benefit. So it's kind of like contract law. Maybe it, I just don't think it's exactly contract law because contract law is just paper and pen. Equity is more from the heart. It, it rides on the principles of natural law um, of man and woman, you know. Yeah. So there's a lot of information out there. It just depends on here. We're all different. We all have different walks of life. We all have different circumstances, different situations. And I find that if there's enough people out there, like if say somebody hears this call, they might hear something I said and contact one of these people I mentioned or look up one of these forms that was mentioned, and it, that might be all they need. Or maybe there somebody's looking to become an American state national, and they'll hear about Anna Bun Rights, and then they'll go over there. So it's a venue, an avenue for everybody to have what they need. Now, if you're going to get really serious, you better start getting your um, 18 hours of reading out. <laughs> yeah, really. You know. yeah. yeah. Someone has their hand up if you want to take a question. Sure. 570. Let's see here. You've been unmuted. Did you have a question? Comment? Or was that a mistake, having your hand up? 
509-292. Okay, yeah. well, yeah. I guess not. If you have a question, put your hand back up and I'll unmute you again. But, oh, put his hand back up. Okay. Whoa. What happened? I don't know. Put your hand up again. I'm sorry. Something it disappeared from my screen. Okay. Hold on. Oh, okay. Now it worked. Okay. Go ahead, 520. How are you? Hi. Fine. Thank you. Who's this? My friends refer to me as Bird. Hi, Bird. What's on your mind? Uh, nothing. I just, it's funny too, because you, you didn't answer when I raised the hand the first time and they're unloading a horse out of a horse trailer back here. So they were kicking and all kinds of noise. So oh, wow. Funny. Worked yeah. out. Then. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, the first time I've called in and uh, I was, I was uh, with Batman and everyone and Mike gave me the number to call in. So, um, yeah, I, I've read some of the Anna Von Wright stuff. I had I had one of her books. I don't know if she has one or more or whatever. And and uh, you know, if you want to go down that road, that's cool. I, I got no problem with that. Navigating those waters, though, you know, make sure you make sure you have your quote ducks in a row unquote for all of that. You know, uh, these guys are really good at this stuff, and they they're heartless. So oh, yeah. you know. Yeah, and so be very cautious and, and only do it if you're prepared to do it. Uh, uh, like with me, uh, I don't want to make the show about me here or whatever, but, you know, about seven years ago, uh, I decided to take the plates off the truck. And uh, everyone was saying, oh, do it more. Do, do, do it right now. Do it right now. And I said, no, I'll do it when I'm comfortable. And when the plates expire, the contract is over. I'll do it then. Thank you very much. And, uh, but yeah, I went down the, the road of, of, uh, of, uh, oh, creditors in commerce, uh, with, uh, Gordon Hall and oh, yeah. spent a lot of money with Gordon Hall or, uh, Winston Shrout and Rob Nard and buying their tapes and all that stuff. And I've never really had much success with that stuff. Uh, it really hasn't come to fruition. Uh, Did you have me. a question for Candy Lee? Oh, is that what I need to do? I'm sorry. I didn't oh, know if that I, was the... No, the I'm just asking if you had a question for oh. her. Uh, well, I mean, it's, uh, you know, uh, I, I've only been on for a few minutes and listening to this stuff. It was something uh, about a passport. Is that correct? Or well, that was one of the do? questions. That was one of them. They, they, okay. uh, have you ever been to that coppermoonshinestills.com website no. <clears throat> oh he's got a uh, a sample of a passport application on there and how to fill it out <clears throat> excuse me so we were talking about that do you know anything about David Strait or uh, no. Derek Gonzalez oh no. David has videos on YouTube that are really enlightening, if you want to look. He's a bright guy. <laughs> well, okay, here, now, you want a passport. Well, where do you want to go? I don't want to go anywhere, actually. 
Well, then why? Are, then why? I mean, I, okay, I have nothing but love in my zero, but love in my heart for you. But if you're not going anywhere, <laughs> what are you worried about a passport for? Well, I'm in California, and they're going to be coming out with this real ID crap, whatever the hell that is, and. Uh, I also want to use it because if you get the passport a certain way, it, it as far as David Strait is concerned and others, I mean, it's like a, uh, it sets the record straight that you're a state national or not a citizen. Oh, okay. I see where I you're going I like with that. that. Yeah. Okay, I get it. Yeah. Uh, well, I haven't had an ID for, or plates or insurance or anything like that for... Uh, we're going on over seven years, and I pretty much go where I want, when I want, and I don't really have to deal with much. So, well, I mean, but you probably don't get pulled over at all, right? No, no, I, guess I really haven't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't either. Yeah, you know, but I mean, yeah. you know, you'll be able to use that passport as a form of ID and just get rid of the driver's license. That's what I'm hoping to do. And oh, well, I got else. rid of the driver's license. So. Well, ID and passport, birth certificate and all that, is that not hearsay? So, I mean, are we committing fraud by doing so? Are I mean, we? I don't know. I don't know. Pardon? I don't know. I don't know. Are we? Well, uh, go to etymology.com and look up identification or ID or whatever, and it says right there, hearsay. Huh. It tells you. Any ID. Right. Paper's hearsay. Once you put it on paper, it's hearsay. If you write a letter to... Uh, whoever, whatever, governor, mayor, or your sister, whatever, brother, uh, once it's in the mailbox, it's hearsay. They don't have any first-hand knowledge that you wrote that. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. yeah, you should come on and get into it a little bit more where we can ask questions because I, I, I like what well, you're saying. I'm interested, but this is Candy Lee's time. Oh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll, you can mute me again and you guys continue on. I didn't want to take anyone's thunder here at all. No, just, you're not. Just, no, you know. you're not. It's just, you know, we're yeah. trying to keep it down to an hour. I used to oh, do two-hour okay. calls, so. What's Lady. here? Guest 19. Meanwhile, they are selling <laughs> off my property. Lazy, not me. Uh, um, you went to two hours to one. That's lazy. Yeah. No, that's some, I'm I'm I'm, I'm teasing. <laughs> my first call. It's okay. I'm going to remember you, Bert. Right. <laughs> huh? I'm going to remember you. <laughs> but come on next Thursday yep. and uh, you can contribute. Okay. All right. I'd be happy to share with yeah all the wonderful things that I've helped with many people and. You know, I'd be happy to help her more. I'll keep listening. I'll tap in star two again if I have some to add. So sounds good. Continue, please. Thank you. Well, I got to find Candy Lee. Which one are you? I, I can't tell. There's, oh. uh, did you say 509? Oh, is that you with your hand up? Okay. Yes. Can you hear me? There you are. Hey. I yeah, was I muted the whole time. I couldn't say a word. I didn't <laughs> mute you, though. I didn't do it. Oh, somebody did. I, it's like it was automatic or something. It's okay. But anyways, yeah, I was accidentally muted. But um, I, I don't share the same um, view that he does. I, may, I share more of a positive one. Okay. Because of actually what I've implemented that works. 
That's um, what I've we want to know. I've had success in federal court. I've yeah. had success with the IRS, um, a conditional acceptance. I've had success many times. Okay. And now I have full that has, Does that have anything to do with your passport? Um, I use my. Uh, I use what's called the one. Yeah, my passport I, is wonderful, but it's yeah. not a U.S. passport. I use a world government passport. Uh huh. Um, and it works. I've had it now for umpteen years. Um, I when I get pulled over, I just hand it to them, and they look at it, they run it, and they say that it's not something they can acknowledge, but they hand it back to me. If it was fraud, they would keep it. That's interesting. I fly yeah. when I go through. When I go through TSA, I use my One World passport. If I want to go to another country, I mail my passport to that country, and after it gets stamped and comes back, I then follow it. It works. I mean, huh. I, I don't know, you know what I mean? So, but you you have to be able to know what you're talking about. I normally, when I go through TSA, I teach them what it is and teach them about being an American state national. In fact, inside my uh, world passport on page six, it says American State National, and then it has my date of creation. And your date of creation is like nine months prior to um, uh, being um, born and not birth, because birth is two weeks after you're born. So the birth is the birth certificate, which is actually dated about two weeks after you're born. Wow. So people need to know these. Look at your birth certificate. You'll see the birth date and the born date. Yeah, I've seen that. Yes, and that's basically, you need to say this out loud. When somebody, like I always want to get pulled over, I just tell the officer, um, he'll say, like, your birth date. I said, well, you mean my creation date? And uh, he'll say, creation date. And I said, yeah, and then I show him on page six here, right here, creation date. You know? And my my pet, a lot of people say it doesn't work. It does work. I've used the world government passport for I don't know how many years, and I've I've renewed it. I get new ones. Um, I hand it to public officials, and they hand it back to me. That means it's not a fraud. If it was a fraudulent ID, they would take it and confiscate it and have me in jail. A lot of you know Wikipedia and all the rubbish out there. People say stuff that's um, derogatory towards using a world government, but I love it. I use it to get things notarized. I use it to travel with TSA. I use it um, everywhere I go. The only place it doesn't work is when you're going into a federal courthouse. Um, they, they look at it, but they can't use it because they're U.S. So you have to bring someone with you into a federal courthouse that has a U.S. ID. And that would be your pa- passport, if you get it, Angela. <laughs> right? Right. Hmm. So. Uh, interesting. But I'm more positive. I have a, I do have successes, and I don't think they're heartless or ruthless. I think they just don't know. When I talk to some of these officers, they do not know um, that they're a policy enforcer. And that's what they did in Oregon when they just marshalized those marshals. They did it because the policy enforcers don't have a duty to the Constitution. They have no duty, but then again, it's, it, it, it was backfiring on them because if they had no duty to the Constitution, they themselves weren't protected. So they figured it out that they needed to um, deputize these um, 
policy enforcers as U.S. Marshals because then they're, uh, they have to abide by the Constitution and then they're protected by the Constitution. So now if you harm a U.S. Marshal, um, probably a severe consequence. Where if you harm a policy officer, you're harming an employee like at Walmart. Um, so there's not the same punishment. So I think that now they might not burn the the cars of the officers and harm them. I think it's totally disrespectful, but that's my own my opinion of what they're doing to these guys. So I'm for uh, the blue as long as the blue is co- not corrupt and killing people. I do not believe that they should be so. Um, well, here, if you're a U.S. citizen, they can kill you and not lose their job because you have no rights as a U.S. citizen. If you're an American state national, you're, you're protected by the law of peace, the Army. So what do you want to be, a U.S. citizen or a state national? I want to be a state national. Really? Yeah, just a, yeah. it gives me standing. And then, you know, I don't, my, like I was saying, I, I've already been into courts too many times. I'm trying to crack <laughs> the nut. Well, the problem with their nut is that even when you crack it and you win, they make it look like you lost. Because they post any, they post the the results of the court. Like a, that one example is, they put a judgment against me for zero. But effectively, I won. The judge had to retire. The clerk had to retire. But they put a judgment against me for zero. I mean, everybody, if they listen to that, but they people, the non-thinkers we have when they look, oh no, it looks like you lost. No. What was the amount of the judgment? Well, what does a zero judgment mean? Nothing. It just gives them their closure so they don't look like they have egg on their face. You know, and then in federal courts, if you, they can perpetually dismiss your case. So dismiss it for this. You know, so that, that there, you have to do the Carl Lentz way when you go into that court so they can't dismiss it. In what way is that? Well, you go in there, you do a, there's a specific way you fill out the the paperwork. First of all, you don't say, you write other when it says type of case, and it's trespass. Trespass, private property. No matter what it is. Well, private property could be your body, it could be your daughter, your son, it could be your, your automobile. It doesn't matter. Everything is considered a trespass when they do things they're not supposed to do to a man or a woman. And so, and you need to make it. Your first statement is would be I semicolon man or I semicolon woman. Um, that puts it right there. To the judge has to acknowledge you as a man or a woman, not as a corporate fiction. So the and then in there, in each thing you state, you put one page. So there you put the, you know I woman have been trespasses about six lines, and then you just that's your your um claim. It's not a complaint. It's a claim. And then um, there's a certain way you have to fill out the cover sheet for federal cases. There's specific things you need to circle and mark. Um, And then um, on the second page, you would put um, maybe like no presumptions, assumptions, hearsay, nor any tacit agreement. Then you submit that to the court. Then the next, another page you submit, everything is single submittal. The next one is I don't speak Japanese, Chinese, or legalese. 
So if you don't speak it, and if they're not an interpreter, nobody can speak legalese in the courtroom. So you put that in. Remember, the court is yours when you, you're the claimant. And so you set the rules. And so basically, and then, but everything has to be submitted prior to sending the summons to the defendants. Because once the defendants are notified, you can no longer submit the, any more paperwork. So you have to make sure everything is submitted before. And you have 30 days, I think, to send out your summons. So it, there's a process on how to do it. And then, of course, you have to watch enough of the Carl Lentz videos to know what to say in court. And then also if the, the judge starts saying, you know, I'm going to get you in contempt of court, instantly pen and paper. Shut your mouth. Because they can't get you in contempt of pen. So you, everything is handwritten after that if they want to get you in contempt of court. So it's a process that, that he teaches so that it kind of outfoxes the fox, you know. And I appreciate what he's taught. Um, and it's helped me considerably, in, even in mis municipal courts, territorial courts, and federal courts. Um, but my new game is I believe that we shouldn't have to be dragged into these courts. Um, the stress and harassment and trauma of being dragged into their courts to try to defend and prove who we are. And so my thing is more so how do we send them a notice of divine appearance in mail and tell them that, no, you can't do this, and then shut down their case. And that's my new goal is to do that. So, And I'll share anything that I learn with anybody. Oh, I like that. I would like to yeah. do that. <laughs> and, yes, and that's what I want to do. And I actually I did my – right now I've done three tickets with no appearances. And um, they left them active pending when I leaned the bond. And then the infractions go to a, a collection. Um, and when they go to the collection, you just send them a credit collection agent to them saying, show me the wedding contract. I don't believe I had a contract with the original um, supposable you know, accuser. So give me some proof. If not, go away and give them three notices, and they will go away. So infractions go away. Now, what they've, the new ploy with um, the policy enforcers is, when they stop you and you have your window rolled down two inches and they say um, they want you to get out of the car and I say, no, you're scaring me. And he say, screams, uh, you're not obeying me. Um, this is a crime. Uh, and I say, did I commit a crime? He goes, no, but you're going to. You're not obeying me. And it's like, well, um, you're scaring me. I am not going to get out of this car. And uh, they give you a ticket, a criminal ticket for um, obstructing justice. Now, this is the fun one. This is the one I've, I've had the most fun with because now I get, send an uh, affidavit of truth to the officer directly. You find out where his house is if possible. Then you send it there, and you send it notary presentment because they're not going to accept the, the letter. If the notary sends it, um, it's been served is what, how law goes. If it's sent by notary presentment, whether they accept it or not, they got it. And so then you put that on the public record, the affidavit of notary presentment and the affidavit of truth, and then you wait to perfect the commercial lien, and then you just collect on them, and you have a U.S. Marshal come and get their property. Hello? Hello, are you Hello? there? Hello, Angela? Yes. Where did, Can you hear me? Who's this? 
This is Susan. Hi, Susan. Where did Candy Lee go? Oh. I don't know what happened. Wait. Okay. Wait. Angela? Yeah. What Hi. happened? I don't know. You keep Hi. disappearing me. You're a magician. Oh my God. No. I mean, I think three or four people went off. The lights, the uh, green you, lights on here went off. Can you hear me? Oh, my God. Can you, yeah, yeah, I can hear I you. Can, can you hear me? Can you hear? Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, that was weird right there. Uh, yeah, I heard there was like a boop, boop, boop on, on this phone, and then I lost all of you guys, and then you came back. So, I know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, I can hear okay. you now. I couldn't yeah. hear you at all. I was muted. Oh, man. Okay. No. But I tell you what, I love that, too, if, if I may, for just a moment, interrupt you guys again. I yeah. love how you say, when, when, you leave, when you leave that courtroom, they make you feel as though you've lost, yet you have not, and I agree yeah, with correct. you. Right they can't and, and, let it, it, they it, can't it, let yeah they can't ahead. let the cat out of the bag because they don't want everybody to know this stuff. I know, but here's yeah. the deal: the new stuff I'm learning is that you can actually get the cat out of the bag before, and then they freak out. If you can get the if you know how to stand up right away and you bring the cat out of the bag, but you have to. Here's the, the deal: you have to say something three times. So you submit it in paperwork twice, and then on the record you say it the third time, and then you ought to see how the courtrooms are now. They, they freak out. They don't even know what to do. When I was in Libby, Montana, I think it's Libby, and the the magistrate there, he just flipped out, and then um, every time I would do that, he would flip out and see you next week or something like that, and then finally the day because I was like no I want to go to I want I I want to have my trial you know what I mean and so <laughs> the day of the trial they sent a a letter out saying they canceled the case because the the, the prosecuting attorney or, or the officer was sick or something whatever but if you know how to get the cat out of the bag you don't have to do this but my problem is it doesn't really stress me out okay but a lot of people it makes them sick their stomach they get ulcers um they don't sleep at night, and this is so my game is I want to figure out how to not go to their courtrooms so that I can teach people how to do it right from home and tell them, no, here's my standing, here's my status, I'm not doing this, I'm not playing your game, you're not sucking me in there, because in order to perfect a bond, they need my signature. That means I, they need me to get in that courtroom so that if, if I don't uh, agree to sign the thing, they can say that I'm incompetent or something, and they'll do it for me as my trustee. Well, guess what? I've already got my express trust out there, and I'm going to show you it. So guess what? I don't need you in any way to be part of my trust. So I, my whole thing is to get it so that we don't have to go into those nasty courtrooms. So anyways, I agree. Go ahead. I'm, I'm, with agree. Yeah. I'm with you. Because they're, I'm with you. Because they're, they're, actually, they're actually like a some sort of a – I don't know, for lack of a better phrase here, I'm just going to say it, but it's like a satanic cathedral. When you walk in there, you do get, I don't know, maybe a little dizzy, maybe a headache or an upset stomach. No, you not just, at all. I mean, oh, I, no, well, I there's people so. who do. Yeah, well, in I mean, any maybe case. you're, no, you're I allergic to Wi-Fi. Maybe you're allergic to Wi-Fi. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Because the rooms yeah. are full of Wi-Fi. <laughs> Yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah. stay away. No, I, you don't have to go. I no, just, so, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I actually, uh, you know, Derek Gonzalez. I don't know if you've seen him, but you really should if you haven't. He's got a beautiful way of approaching court. He has a very 
peaceful, kind, and, and, and like when I was in court, I never, I would always, no matter how loud the judge yelled at me, I still didn't dislike him. I just felt sorry for him. I was thinking he just doesn't know better. Um, and Derek Gonzalez has a very um, friendly approach in, in equity court. And I, I, I really like what he does, even though I don't particularly, that's not my game. I don't want to go into court. If I have to, I'll do it his process, mixed with David Strait and Carl Lentz and who knows who all. But I believe that we can all be successful. I'm very positive. I think we can Good. all win. I'm going to put David Gonzalez down. Is that is that something I can find like on a it's YouTube Derek. or do it, does he have it's, a channel? Oh no, he's huh? all over. It's, you can go to Facebook. It's Derek, D E R R. Oh, Derek. Yes. D D E R R I C K. Gonzalez. And he has classes that are extremely reasonable for the amount of information he gives with you and shares with you, and um, the classes like. Um, are very informative, and he's had 11 court cases, successes in a row with his equity um, style. So, I mean, he's successful, one after the other. So he's obviously doing something right. All right. You want to follow success. <laughs> yes, and that's what I pick out is I find people that are winning. I always ask people, did you get a settlement? Did you win? Um, did you prevail? Um, and then I, if they say they do, then I like to look up their case, um, see what they got. And oftentimes with arbitration, I always see people didn't collect. Um, I don't think anyone's actually, I mean, collected in arbitration without an attorney. I mean, they get judgments, foreign judgments, but um, maybe somebody might call in if they have succeeded. We could hear from them, you know. Yeah, like I've heard that too. Uh, I've heard that too. The, the, yeah, you can you can get the get the settlement or whatever, but boy, the collection is is a whole. Well, other one thing game. I use arbitration for is if I get myself over my head in a court case, I use the clause of oh, you know, I forgot my right of arbitration, and I go to an arbiter um, just to get myself out of the case. If if I got myself into something I, that is over my head, I'm able to escape through arbitration. So if I take someone to federal court. I still, no matter what, throughout that, have the right of arbitration. Even if I'm the claimant, I can call for arbitration. So you can always use arbitration as your escape route. And not, not using, you don't want to go after, you never want to do anything to attack people. But because we don't spend eight years learning law like the judges and attorneys do, we're kind of handicapped. So basically, if we're handicapped, we can use the system to help us out because they're supposed to be, uh, they're, they're always supposed to give you an out. Um, that's just how it is. They're supposed to give grant you relief or grant you remedy in, in some fashion. Or, that's the whole thing. And basically, so arbitration can be called for if you just don't know, like if you get in, say you think you know what you're doing and you start a case and you're the claimant and you go a little bit into it and then you start, they just start out dancing you. You can then at that point just claim what you want to. Hey, listen, you know, I'd like the right of arbitration right now and put an order in for arbitration. And just move out of that courtroom and move to the arbitration. And by the way, your case number never ends. It's always there. It's never dismissed. Um, it's always there. Every case number is if infinite. It's forever. So you can actually file back into a case number later, and that's learned from Carl Lentz. So. Wow. 
So, I mean, I don't know what successes you've... I, I mean, I've had a lot of successes. It's just that I'm trying to figure a way out that I can share with people that I know, you know, losing sleep and stressing out and not having extra money to pay for a court case. And um, I, I just don't believe that they should just carelessly be able to drag us into courts. So if a, an officer makes a mistake and gives you a ticket that he shouldn't have given you, he should be held accountable. And everybody should know a commercial or contract way of holding him accountable, and that would be through paperwork. And the first thing I would do is get your passport in order through Copper Moon or Stills or whatever, and then on the same... On the same website, it'll tell you, after you get that done, how to lien the bond. And, and uh, you want to lien the court cases. You want to lien the sheriff's bond. You want to lien anybody that hurt you's bond. And you so put it on the public record and you submit it to the court. And you file it in that case. Like I, when I file it, they don't never file it on the thing, but then the case stays active pending. Because I really, they're trying to figure out a way to get around that right now. They're to, so they put everything in limbo. They just kind of leave it. Then the warrants don't come out. Before it used to, they'd send a warrant for you if you didn't show up for court. So now when you lien the case or the bond or everybody's bonds, um, or you can actually ask for the penal bond to be produced, or you have to ask the clerk for the bond numbers. Um, the clerk dances around it, and then they'll keep transferring you. But you'll get the numbers, and once you get the numbers, you can then possibly even close or collapse the bonds. And if you collapse the bonds, there is no case. And then the prosecuting attorney better get a checkbook out or his checkbook out because they have to pay for the case. So this, these are ways, paperwork ways, not to be dragged into court. And then here's another thing. I could act as next friend to anybody if I'm your friend. So I can I can act as next friend to show you things that I know, not necessarily give you any advice because I don't give any legal advice. I only give lawful help. Um, so basically we can help each other if we learn how to ace the paperwork. And that's my goal. So that's why one of the reasons I'm doing this call is I'm trying to get people to start learning about paperwork so they when they get a ticket they don't have to go to court. Nor do they have to worry or lose sleep that some, some they're going to get a warrant because they didn't go to court when they really didn't do anything wrong. So, any questions, Angela? Hello, Angela. I'm here. Hi, Hold on, Mike. Go ahead. Did you have a question? Yes, pretty please, uh, Candy. Uh, I have a question now. Um, I listened a little bit to David Strait's uh, series, uh, just from from uh, the entire first one and a little of the second one, but I haven't finished them yet. Um, uh -huh. Does he talk about any court cases uh, that he uh, uh, got into or won or whatever? Um, oh well, here let's go. Yes, let's go to the first one. You remember the Bundy Ranch? Uh, yes. You know, the, the Bundys went to jail, correct? And they were in jail. And yeah. remember the one brother that stood on his rights? Yeah. And got got uh, everybody out of um, prison? It was David Lester Strait was helping him. Oh, okay, cool. Um, he showed so him how on. to have standing and status so that he could walk in there and made the judge honor the Constitution. So and all uh, the Bund other ones had lawyers and went to Bund jail. Yes, Bund because they, yes. 
Bundy Strait, that's not uh, Montana Freeman, no? No, the Montana Freeman. Let me explain okay. that, okay? Because I do a lot of studying and I read everyone's paperwork. Yeah, I was just yeah, First clarifying. of all, there's a, you can't, you can't, the, the mistake uh, that the Montana Freeman made was they were trying to create a country inside a country. They, they were still U.S. citizens yeah. and they were trying to form a country inside the United States, which is te- definitely a prison sentence. Yeah. So, yeah. But they didn't know what that member. These are, but let me give you this. The Montana Freeman are, they paved the way for a yeah. lot of us. They, they knew what they were doing, but there was that one little hook. Here's a good example. There's a guy in prison right now. We're trying to get him out, but they closed down the courts. I almost had him released and he would have got a settlement, but they closed the courts down. And so you can't, you don't get a response or you don't get a hearing. And, um, but he went to jail and they claimed he was attacked. Remember, was that Wesley Snipes or whatever guy? Um, Eddie Kane. Eddie Kane went to jail. And check this out. I have all his paperwork. And there was a mistrial. But the biggest thing is this. He didn't go to jail for anything to do with tax, evasion, tax, anything. He went to jail of, of what I see because he used metered or somebody used metered mail. He went to jail for... Um, Mail fraud. He has two counts of mail fraud. He's in jail really? for mail fraud. And well. but people, do, so they let everybody use this metered mail because you have to cancel stamps. And then as soon as they're ready to, they use it as a ploy. And then they come in for you, and then they tell everybody in the public that oh, you're a tax evader or you're a tax protester. But over here, they give you two charges of mail fraud. They're corrupt. This is we all need to educate ourselves. Most tax people, Erwin Schiff, he went, to, uh, he went to prison, but when he went to his court, because he was a U.S. citizen, he, he had everything right. He had all this knowledge. He was a, an extremely uh, brilliant man. Uh, he wrote beautiful books, but he went to jail because he was a U.S. citizen. See, they don't tell you what you're in there for. They kind of give you this other, here's the illusion, but here's the reality. And so what I do is I try to figure out what the reality is, and I skip the illusions when I read people's paperwork. And I find out, what did they get you for? And then when you find that out, like mail fraud, see, if he would have kept mail from the IRS, he could have reversed it on them because they use metered mail. Yeah, but, but he had no idea his battle was about metered mail. Mail fraud. It's totally crazy. It's a, and by the way, Eddie Kane has a mistrial. That, he should have been released years ago. It was a mistrial. But you know what? Because they're so corrupt, they just keep holding on to him. And, and right now he's an American state national, by the way, and they're supposed to release him. So I'm, I'm just a hair away from that. And, but they're, they're fighting me tooth and nail. But uh, anyways, getting back to, I don't know how I got off uh, on that, but... It's never what it appears. They, it's always they kidnapped him from Panama. Yes, they did. They went but all you know the what? way to Panama to get him. Yes, and they got him because he, he, he knew what he was doing. You know, he did, like for my family, when I was kind of young and dumb at that point when I met him, but he made sure that my children were taken back from, not taken back from, he made sure that I owned my children. Wow. He, he yeah, it, it was a good guy. Yeah. So my children could never be taken from from me, no matter what I did. I, I you know, 
they tried, CPS tried to knock on my door once, and I told them, get off my property. I own my children, and I, you know what I mean? Is he so out? they never came back again. And they were coming just because I, I basically aced the IRS, you know. But, uh, no, he he's really good. He's, he's is just, he out? Oh, is he free right now? No, he's, he's still, he's, yeah. yeah. They've working had a lovely long time, you know. Working on I have, it. I, I, I used to get emails from his wife, Cookie. Yes, Cookie, yes. I don't know what we're working on it. Oh, yeah. man. It's a sin. It's just a crime. Well, they killed Erwin Schiff in prison. Uh, well. Oh, getting back to it. When he went to court, they didn't let him submit any documents. No proof, no nothing. Uh, they wouldn't let him question any witnesses. No, he questioned it was one IRS witness, but that was no, so it. He had all these all, witnesses. The yes. Bannister, uh, yes. Bob Schultz. Uh, but he was I, a, what, what hung him it was he was a US citizen. Mm, I guess so. See, that's why it's so important I tell everyone you got to repudiate. You've got mm. to re- re- tell them, "Hey, I want nothing to do with you guys." You know what I mean? Yeah. I I'm letting you know on the public record I'm removing myself. This is by deception and it's not my way of being. I don't believe in this. Um anyways, David Strait repudiation. I mean, I just love it. It's 31 pages. I thought it was longer, but it's 31. The arbitration is 98 pages or something like that. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. You verbally tell them? You, you wouldn't me? be able to just verbally? You wouldn't be able to just verbally tell them you have no. to go through the repudiation? Well, let me explain why. Because the reason that you have to put things on the public record is because we live in a a fraudulent world. And because they've got it so that their control, they set themselves in all of our upper government. It's a group of people that run a legal system. And they, they pretend that you didn't tell them that you didn't want to be this. So they live in the pretending, presuming, assuming, and um, assuming you agreed because you never said anything or disagreed. So if you put it on the public record, it says clearly that there is no tacit agreement, there is no hearsay, and there's no presumption. So any court you go into is all you do is whip that puppy out and show the recorded date, and you have to when you go into court. You must have a certified copy. If you do not have a certified copy, the court, when they get the paperwork, they file it in the case and they never see it. So these are little tricks. So when you file something in the court, it must be put on the public record, and you must get a certified copy of it to put it in the court for the court to recognize it. That's okay. I, I yeah, hope I and you're it. singing my song, Candy, because I want to stay out of the courts. I don't want to. Right now, if if I could, um, if I could just maybe, hopefully, briefly, just give you an idea of what I'm going through. Sure, I please. Was, um, I was arrested and detained for seven hours for going into a health food store without a mask on. Oh, my God. And, Are you kidding um, me? No, I'm not. I'm okay, not. no, so it's, let's it's ask this. Mask. Let's go to this first, okay? So okay. Mm-hmm. what store was it? It was, uh, do you want me to name the store? Like it, Yes, please do, publicly. <laughs> okay, okay. It was the House of Nutrition in Luzerne. Okay, well, here's the deal. The House of Nutrition sounds like it's a ma and pa shop. Is that correct? Yes. yes. Okay, here's the deal small. with the ma and pa shops. And I'll, mm-hmm. So you have you can easily, um, you got to really think about what you're doing. 
Okay. Um, it's kind of a tricksy thing because the store, who's a mon pa, has to abide because they're a corporation. I guarantee you they're a corporation. Anybody that's mm-hmm. a corporation has to um, abide by the statute, codes, and rules, and a proclamation is a rule. It's not a law. It's kind of their little right. monopoly game over here. So when you went into that store, who did, who, who called, did the store ask you to be arrested? Um, well, I went in, and I thought the owner and I had uh, an understanding that I verbally made it clear to him that I had, I'm medically and religiously exempt. And when I went in the second time, this is what happened. He asked me to leave. He asked me to either put a mask on or leave. And I told him that I I couldn't do either because I needed food and I am unable to wear a mask. So he said, okay, I'm going to have to call the authorities. So he called the authorities. And when the, when the policy enforcer showed up, he was demanding that I show my ID and I demanded right back at him that I needed to be informed of the crime that I was committing before okay, stop, I Okay, stop, stop, stop. Wait, wait, wait. Stop right okay. there. Here's the okay. problem that we – here's one of the problems of – now, everything that I say, everybody, is what my experiences are and, um, mm-hmm. and what I've seen and what I've – because I like to puzzle, solve, and find out why people get arrested. Um, right. When you're in public, you have no private protections. Like when you're in a car, if you, you only roll the window down two inches, they cannot drag you out. Okay. They cannot drag you out unless they think you're on drugs and can prove it. But 99% okay. of the time, as soon as they say you're on drugs, you, you have to argue with them. So here you are standing in somebody else's corporation. This is a creepy thing that we live in. So you're in their corporation, which is their store, and in essence, they have to abide by whatever governor called for a mandate because they're a corporation. You're a woman. The first thing you should have said is that you were a woman. I'm a woman. I, woman, want to know, have I committed a crime? And then there's a questionnaire that Eddie, um, oh, man, Craig, if you look up, it's a, it's a questionnaire that you use for officers, so you would have to question him, and it would checkmate his status. And, and so what you do is if you argue with a cop, you can be detained for arguing with them. And I'll tell you how. I was arrested my very first time. Um, I was out in front of my house, and a cop showed up for something else. And I said, God, you can't just arrest somebody for nothing. And boom, I had the cuffs on me, and I was in jail. <laughs> I was like, what did I do? And I was arrested because I stated, you can't arrest somebody for nothing. And boom, I argued. I was an enemy combatant. And by the way, I was a U.S. citizen at that time. Um, and I didn't have any knowledge. So that I was arrested, for, I, and I had never had anything happen to me. And I was so traumatized by it. I was like, wow, how can they just do that? So as soon as you become a, a combatant in public with an officer, he can arrest you because he's concerned. Now what you okay. need to do is this is what I would do. I, I, mean, I can't give you advice. I don't give legal advice. I don't give lawful advice. I can just tell you what I think. Um, I would start doing a, um, an affidavit of truth. And then I, I would make sure that affidavit of truth, but the affidavit of truth must be firsthand knowledge from you 
if any one little thing in there is not firsthand knowledge, it's all garbage. Mm-hmm. So everything you state must be a fact from you firsthand. Okay. That's one. This is where a lot of us fail. See, they don't tell us how we fail. They, they always make us the, you know, the one left hand fails over here because you didn't do your affidavit right. But they tell you it was over here on the right hand you did something because they're trying to distract you from what really happened. And I figure a lot of these things out. An affidavit must be done right. It can only have first-hand knowledge and nothing else. You can't say anything in there that isn't first-hand knowledge. So make sure your mm-hmm. affidavit of truth is, um, and also in there you need to name the ten maxims of law because you're now when you do an affidavit of truth, you're literally um, in kind of paperwork. You're in commerce. You're operating that you know you're no longer in the land. You're now in commercial law. So in commerce, you want to make sure you name the the maxims. I think there's ten maxims of law. You also want to when you do anything, um, make sure you you do it right. There's you know I have so much paperwork. I really should share it. Um, my affidavit of truth. I learned from Hartford Van Dyke how to do these and how to make sure I never went to jail because people go to jail for doing commercial lanes. Um, and when you do an affidavit of truth, you're actually heading towards what's called the commercial lane is what you're going to do. Okay. That's, how you, that's called paperwork war. You're not going to go into their courts. And I would right. definitely send an affidavit of truth to the officer that arrested you. Right. Well, I'm trying to figure out how, because I'm, I'm so green at all this. You know, I've been watching uh-huh. these great videos. Yeah. I've been watching them over and over, and I actually found you through uh, Derek's class, this last class that he gave. I heard. Oh, you. I love that class. Um, He's great. Yeah, yeah. He was. It was. It was a real treat. Yeah. But um, I, I'm just like, if I serve, am I serving the man? When yes, I serve? always. Because I'm, I'm going like after Derek- the. Mm-hmm. Like Derek says, you want to say the uh, you want to say like say I don't want to say a name. Say his blank blank's name that sometimes acts like a sheriff for blank blank. That's exactly what I put in my statement of facts and yes. truth. Yeah, yeah, yes. And this statement of facts and truth is the same thing as an affidavit, correct? Um, well, I would probably do an affidavit of truth because it, when you do, well, it depends. If you're going into court, you can do the statement of plain truth or whatever. But if you're going to do paperwork, if you don't want to go to court, you're going to have to do the affidavit of truth because you're doing commerce. And then I have to file it, right? I have to do... Well, do you have to... a case? Well, I went, I had a pre- preliminary hearing via oh. video. Because okay. I was I was home. I did not want to go. Plus Where? I what state in. are you in? What state are you from? I'm in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're far away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody well, is I'm, snoring on the. I, I hello, wake up, whoever that is. I think it's a dog. Wake up and go to sleep. <laughs> I can't tell where it's coming from, or I would mute them. <laughs> and I don't have no. I don't I have a dog too. snoring yeah. right now. <laughs> Oh, oh man! Oh wow! Oh, God. Maybe someone fell asleep. Yeah, I think. <laughs> Wake Wait, up! <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Mute yourself out, please, if you're snoring. Was that five oh six? Five one nine? I don't know. I can't tell. Sorry. Wow! Is that Sorry amazing? For... 
it's amazing. Sorry for interrupting. Yeah, sorry like for interrupting everybody. Okay, uh, please forgive me. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get over to my call. And by the okay. way, I have the number if uh, anybody wishes to come over. Okay, um, what's the number? Candy, thank you hey. so much. Uh, I, I'm glad I'm glad that you convinced Angela to come back on, man. Because this is awesome. <laughs> I love. This. I love it. Well, so what's your number to put, say it to everybody? Yeah, ID number nine six two two three nine. Oh wait, yeah, nine six two two three. Nine six, the Money Mike Society 2.0. Okay, I can't make <laughs> no, it tonight, but I'm gonna make sure I make fun. it next Monday. Wait, Monday is today's not Monday. Thursday. I'm, today's I'm Thursday. Oh, no, I'm coming on. I'm coming on right after Angela. It's called. Oh, okay. Julie is called the Angela after call. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll call. That's it what that. it That's is. Cool. Yeah. Okay, well, All enjoy right. yourself. Okay. Yeah, have uh, fun, myself? Mike. Myself? No, wait, wait, wait a minute. No, come on. <laughs> enjoy your your call. Enjoy everybody. Yeah, well, oh god. <laughs> is that okay. it, Mike? Because there's two more hands up. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Mute me well, up. now there's one. Hold on. Cowboy twenty one. Go ahead. Did you want? Uh, oh, I got a question. When you were talking. When you were talking about the uh, mail fraud, what do you mean? Yeah. He shipped out mail that uh, had metered mailed on it? Let me explain mail. See, a lot of people try to act like postal is not meaningless or nominal. Um, post, there's so many different things that are super important, and mail is super important to cancel your stamp or have a stamp on there. Don't ever use metered mail. Like when you have something like when the city sends you metered mail, you can start, you can go after them for postal fraud. Oh, okay. That's what they went after Eddie Kane for. Was he had, his counts were mail fraud. Nothing to do with tax evasion. Nothing to do with so tax protester. Nothing to do with teaching anything about taxes. Mail okay, fraud. So, metered. So, go ahead. Okay, so when you go down to the post, office and you pay there they put a meter stamp on there so that's still meter uh mail fraud um well it depends on what you're doing like i always put on my letters i use stamps and i cancel them well, yeah I okay I wear, uh, I wear my con I on my contracts uh -huh. and then when i send something i do registered mail and when you do registered mail they put stamps on it okay but sometimes no I, i've done it before in the past where they put on their meter Stamp. It spits it out of the machine. It was a barcode. A stamp has to be canceled. Okay, so I'm just saying that that so all those letters that people send through there that don't have a stamp on it, it's me it, it's mail fraud. That's right. They can get you for mail fraud if they if they'd yeah. like to if they everybody's left hanging and ready they're ready for the kill whenever they want to kill you. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's what I wanted to clear out there. Okay, yeah. and another You're, You are actually committing a crime by not having a stamp that's canceled. So at least put a three cent stamp on there. I have two cents and one cent, and I just, I always have, I like my stamps. I like okay, so on my I'm, contract, like when I do a contract, there's another thing. Yes, put a stamp on any stamp. You know what I mean? Okay, when that's I what I want. Really, yeah. yeah, when I send something super important, I send a, a Fox Gold stamp. Okay. Uh -huh. When I send something medium, I send a dollar stamp. I, I always make sure there's a stamp that can be canceled. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Can you still get sure. those fox stamps? I do. I have yeah. some. I love them. 
But those I are do super too, important. But I haven't had any in a long time. I haven't tried. I'll send you yeah. one. Okay. No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> That's okay. But yeah, I learned a lot about stamps. I use stamps like on my when I send it to any type of county. I make sure on my where I sign my name. First of all, in my right upper corner, I put a two cent stamp. Then where I sign my name, I put a dollar stamp, and I sign across it. um, I autograph autograph across it from left down to right, and then I date it, and then I fingerprint it. Then every back of every page, the bottom right corner, I put a stamp, and I do the same thing to my court filings because um, nobody can say anything after the final stamp is on the bottom right corner. And I do that with my liens on bonds. And so my cases are ending up as pending, active, and they sit there. Normally before, they would send a warrant out. So stamps are also important. And I'm, by the way, I'm, I, I'm only learning about all these stamps and how to contact the postal master. Um, I was just, I learned, I started learning about postal fraud um, through, I'm trying to remember who, Mitch. Was it Mitch or uh, all these people you learn from? Yeah. Postal fraud was Mitch <laughs> Smith. Mitch Smith. Well, I think I, I'm going to have to go get me a, about 201 cent stamps now. Oh, I have them, and I, in fact, I bought them so many of them that all like three local post offices are out of two cent stamps. <laughs> oh, I have uh, them for a lot. Of, if anybody needs any, I, I collect them because they're trying to go to this forever stamp, so you'll never get a two cent stamp. Oh, it doesn't have they're, any they're denomination on it. That's no, you right. can still get one. You can still get one cent stamps. You just have to order them online. I have well, three that's cent what, stamps. But, Yeah, well, I have two cents and one cents, and then I have dollar stamps, and then, you know, when I do registered mail, it depends on how big the package is, I get the dollar quarter stamps, but, um, yeah, a lot of stamps, and then when I do any declaration, I like to do declarations like Curtis Kellenbacker, or no, Curtis Kellenbach, he has the most (laughs) amazing, you you need to do his He's been on my call. Go ahead. He what? He's been on my call. Oh, yeah, he's he's, kind of like the... um, you know, there's different Esoteric. levels of different, huh? Esoteric type. <laughs> Extremely, but you know what? Yeah. It's so meaningful. It's so, everything he says is real, but it sounds like it's not. And I have done every one of his declarations. His, I just did his memoir. Um, I do all his stuff just because I really like his stuff. And I like how his brain thinks because he's kind of like a super puzzle solver, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I enjoy his brain. <laughs> Uh, Have you come across this where, where, like, if you have a ticket and and now the city sends it into a collection, but then they still have active warrants on them? Well, no, I didn't hear the end part of that. Okay, so they they, they said the ticket's like uh, 10 years old. So they sent it to collections, but they still have, we're still saying that there's a warrant out for it. Uh, Was it an infraction? Yeah. Oh, no, it was a citation, you know, it stops on What was the ticket for? For, like, uh, no insurance. Okay, well, let me explain something. First of all, there's, I, I have it somewhere printed. Um, no insurance, driving without a license um, are not arrestable offenses. They can only be infractions. They're not crimes. Uh-huh. They're not crimes. Oh. They can't. Well, they're, they're literally, yes. So basically... 
what happened was, this is what happens. When I get a, anybody that I know gets a ticket or I get a ticket, you must, it's contracts. You must rescind it or send it back unacceptable within 72 hours. If you do not, you've uh, contracted by uh, silence is your agreement, acquiescence, okay? So what, what happened was some way, somehow, that, that got left. So it's sitting out there. My recommendation, I don't give advice, is to collapse the bond and lean the bonds. Because right now, it's way too far. It's 10 years ago. It's way too far. You need to collapse the bond, and then the case goes away. Okay, but that? my question is, is that if they send it to collections, yeah. then why does the court have any, uh, let's say, uh, claim to it? Well, because you here, the reason they have a claim is by presumption, assumption, okay, and tacit agreement. Nobody argued it. And no, no, that, okay, I see that. But when they send it to collections, that means they sold it to, to the collection department, just like if okay, you and so didn't pay your credit did, card. Okay, good. Did you tell, did you tell them, uh, did you do the 10-question letter of um, prove to me that I have a contract with you? If not, leave me alone and go away? No, I haven't done that, no. Okay, you oh, to, to, to the collections office? They haven't sent me one yet. I'm just looking online where they did that. So, okay, and they well, just did that like two weeks ago. So, okay, if they, they just sent it to collections? Yeah. Yes. Is that a yes? Okay. Yes. Now, what you need to do is send them a letter and ask them. It's a, it's a three notices. You send the first notice saying, hey, you know, you better prove that I have some contract with you or the party that claims this. And if you don't have any wet ink signature, you better go away. You're a de it's the Debt Collection Act, okay? Right, okay, I know how to do that. I just wanted to yeah. clear that up. But does the and city... do it three times. Okay. Do it three times. Does... After they go away, then send the, and, and file every one of these letters into that case. Okay, so the case still remains... I'm sorry, the, the city still made like on the back end, so the case still stays open, right? Or not? The case, the case number never goes away. Just file it into that case. If you okay, send it by notary presentment to the court to be filed, it's been received. Or you can okay. take it in and ask them for a file stamp. Once you once you get a file stamp on there, it's been done. Uh huh. You get it's a it's a paperwork game. It's a, it's a crazy right. world we live in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. But you know, you I would send those three letters. I do it every time, and it just goes away. They can, okay. What are they going to say to you? It's a conditional acceptance. I want to pay any debt I owe. I want to solve any problem. I, you know, I'm not arguing the charges. I'm arguing the, you know, the facts. I, I want to know, you know. So there's a lot of interesting stuff. Out, but, yeah, paperwork. I use a lot of things. I use urlaw.org for paperwork, you know, because then I don't have to reinvent the wheel. Right. But, you know, I mean, I find it interesting whenever, like, my name comes up, like, um, how would I describe it? I think there was some infraction or, or some situation 20 years ago or something like that. And I just ignored it, like, go away. I don't want to talk to you. And, like, God, 20 years later, they, they send me a, a, oh, it was no, I was notified that there was a warrant for me in Texas. So I called up the judge and I said, what is this? And the judge is like, yeah, you know. I said, first of all, you never sent me a ticket, okay? 
and I never got a ticket. I had no knowledge of this. Anyways, so they're bill collectors. These judges, this is their commission they're getting. Twenty years later, she's still holding on old files. She must have bad business there. <laughs> you know? So what happened? Oh, I just basically, I, I don't, I, well, here's what happened. When Stephen T. Mnuchin, and this is through Anna Von Rice, is my fiduciary. So whenever I have any debt, I just send him a letter telling him to settle my debt. And then I'll send the, the, the copy of my 53 or whatever that is to the court and tell them to settle their debt. So they, out of my slush fund, they just pay their debt. They pay themselves. I don't want to argue with them over something like that. Hey, you settle your debt. Go away. Once it's settled, then there's no warrant for you. You know, I mean, there's a lot of ways you can settle debt. Like, here's what's, you know, people don't understand that it's real, that debt, we're settling debt, we're not paying anything. We're just settling debt. So if I ha- I didn't create this this credit system, the monopoly game creators did, but they used my name to do it, so I'm entitled, since it is my good name, um, to utilize it for my benefit since they created it by my, but I was created before they created it, so in essence, they stole me. They stole the use of me. So instead of warring with them and arguing, why don't we just share this? So settle my debt. In essence, you, I'm telling you, I'm giving you my signature, settle my debt, make it go away, and you go away. And it just goes away. So, yes, do the Anna Van Rights paperwork. You know, um, these are that's what I recommend. I mean, who wants to fight with anybody? And if that's what they want is money, let them have money. There's plenty there. They just print it and make it up, you know. It's not even money. It's fiat dollars. It's debt. The credit is is held by the people. The debt is held by the the critters, you know, the things that create the silly game that we play. So, but... Uh, the paperwork, that's why, Anna Fun, that's why I recommend people do the Anna Von Rights paperwork. At least you, there you have that because um, it, it's, it's helpful in different ways. But then I recommend the David Lester Strait because he can help you to understand the whole system in a simple way and to be able to win peacefully without hate, hostility and being mad or whatever. Any other questions here? <laughs> um, hold on, let me check. Uh, let's see, Cowboy has his hand up again, and then Rick, and then 520. Go ahead, Cowboy, you're at the top. Okay, yeah, uh, is Candy still online? Yes, yeah, yes, she here. is. Candy, I'm still waiting for the uh, coinage document you had. I shared it with everybody. Oh, as it went today. Uh, I shared it with. Oh, oh, wait. Did you were you on Derek Gonzalez's call? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I uh-huh. shared it with everybody there, and I um I mailed it to Derek. I gave it to. I give that away to everybody. I, I Angela has a copy. I don't have one here, but if you give me your email, I can email it to you. Okay. Uh, or give uh, it to me. Or what or document is Facebook. that? Which it's one? a conditional acceptance template. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just give it uh, to everybody. Deal with the coinage. Deal with the coinage. Oh yeah, 
the coin eject, seventeen ninety two. Basically, you just ask yeah. them what 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 do you want to you know, and it works. There's eight questions, and they're beautiful questions because it's like playing. T- no, it's a silver bullet, and I'll tell you how I got this form. There were three different people, men, by the way, that had different ways of presenting a conditional acceptance, and I liked all three of them. And in a careless way, I combined them, but I copied some of it from a guy that was in California that I think passed away. So the credit is not mine. It's not for me. It's for three different men. It's just I don't remember who they were. And I have asked everybody. I've asked uh, TJ at UR Law. I've asked everybody, does anybody remember this paperwork, you know? But it works. It's a silver bullet. I just took and just modified it a little bit and put it all together and sent it in, and it works. And I'm almost sure a guy in California that passed on is the guy that created most of it. I just wish I remembered who it was. But I had read so much stuff, and I had you know, done so much research. I could never give credit where credit is due, but it works 100% of the time. Okay, what I did, I just sent uh, Angela an email, so hopefully she'll forward it to me. I just sent it okay, to you right yeah. now. Angela. Absolutely. And then just send it to me, and I'll send him the CA. And then you can share it with anybody um, you can. But go ahead. My email doesn't work. Oh, oh shoot. Oh. Okay. Can you go on Facebook and friend me and send it? Uh, I can send it right through there. I did, but I, I'm well. The the I did email uh, send you a message through Facebook, but it's not. Uh, I, I'm kind of anonymous, so I don't have a name on the Facebook. So that's probably why you're not responding to it. So oh, I normally uh, don't respond a lot because I have so many shills that try to contact yeah. me. <laughs> I mean, I have a lot of shills doing crazy stuff, but I ignore them. But, but I shouldn't ignore everybody. But how do you tell who's good and who's not? <laughs> so right, if you uh-huh. tell them, why don't you just say something on there? Like when you're You'll saying, see an angel on there. Hold you on. see the word angel. Okay, then I'll know that for sure. And then I'll okay. send it, that I'll get your I'll give you my email or your email or whatever through that way and get it to you. And then absolutely, remember it's a fifty dollar money order you send with it or, or twenty five. I don't think it's going to make a difference. Um, I sent a fifty dollar money order, and you'll never see the money order back, but they'll never talk to you again. Okay. And I did all I did that before I became an American state national, so I was still a U.S. citizen when I did it. Mm-hmm. So it does work. It's just, you know, it's, it, you know, the, one of the problems with people, I've shared it with so many people, but people don't u- utilize it as much as because it looks too simple. <laughs> it just looks too simple. There's no argument. There's no fighting. It's just eight questions, you know. I mean, I spent 30 years with these, these IRS goofs. I have videos of them climbing over my fence. I had 30 acres, and they climb over I had a, like a mile-long driveway, and they climb over my gate with guns, you know, and my, I had a big old 120-pound dog that would sit at the end of the driveway looking at them, and they'd come up with their gun, you know, and then she'd kind of give them the growl, and then they'd co- go the other way, you know. <laughs> but all, bothering me for so many years, and then finally, you know, they were gone, like, like within 30 days. And by the way, they, this is another strange anomaly. They settled all of my debt. My whole entire, any debt, any bad credit, everything that was on my credit report was settled, and I have zero credit. On, it went from, in, from Oct, I think, September is when I, um, I sent it to them, and in October, everything disappeared on my credit report. Everything. Like, literally. What about your four- Everything was, 
your house? Pardon me? What about your house that you're trying to get back? Oh, no, no. The house that I was trying to get, that's a different story. That, um, how, I, how my house was taken isn't to do with um, non-payment. It's to do with corruption. When uh, I, uh, in Whitefish, Montana, and this is, everybody can look this up, that's a case where they put the zero judgment against me. It was over a stupid speeding ticket, and, and I was just like, no, I, I, I maintain all my unalienable rights. And I was kind of didn't, a novice in the business at that time. And uh, eight times he had me come back, and he did all kinds of things to abuse me. And at the very end, I was, like, so sick of him having me come back every week because he was trying to get jurisdiction, but I wouldn't give it to him because I didn't want to. It was like, no, I'm not going to be that. I'm a woman. I'm not going to do your game. And um, he, so he'd get angry and just say, I'll see you next week. And so he put me in a position where chronically I had to come back every week. And so I was like, no, I'm not going to play this. So I went and opened a federal court case against him, and I used a – um, a friend of mine taught me how to be the tribunal, and I had also studied Willie Thornton, um, common law court. And so I went in there as the tribunal, and I told the magistrate which in uh, Missoula, Montana, that I was the tribunal and that he could give me advice, but he was not the judge. He was the magistrate, and I would make the decision whether I take any of his advice. And then I told the attorneys that since they weren't firsthand uh, they didn't have firsthand knowledge that they weren't allowed to talk in my court. And every time they submitted a, a document, I struck it. I would send in the order to strike it. So for I don't know how long it was, it was just a, but I didn't know how to move the court at that time. So I was stuck in limbo land, but at the because I had sued the judge, then I contacted risk management and filed a criminal complaint against Bradley Johnson, the judge, and, and Claire, the clerk, at Whitefish, Montana, and um, like within a couple months after I did that, both of them retired. It's amazing. And it was like, it was, but yet, and put a zero judgment against me. And that's when I knew I won, but everybody's like, well, it looks like you lost. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because you're reading the legal stuff, remember? <laughs> They're not going to publish that they lost to me, a nobody. And so basically I learned not to read anything legal because it never represents the truth. You know, in one of my, my court things, they said I was a fugitive of the law. Would you believe that? <laughs> I mean, come on, I wasn't. But, see, they can say anything they want in court documents. They can lie about you. They can say you're a child abuser. They can say anything they want because that's, the court allows lying in the legal system. In law, you can't I just sent you. Go ahead. I just sent you a text. Uh, Pardon me? through Facebook. I just sent you a text through Facebook. Oh, okay. 10.35 cool. p.m. Okay. That's All cool. Right. Is there any, anyone else with questions? I got to talking and I forgot. There's two more hands up, so. Okay. Listen. Okay, thanks, cowboy. All right, next yeah. up is 303. Go ahead, 303. You've been unmuted. Oh, hi, Angel. This is Yuri, long-time listener out of Colorado. <laughs> nice to hear you. How yeah, you I've been listening to you for years. Good, good. I just wanted to tell you guys I won my first trial in Colorado uh, two weeks ago for um, uh, traffic case, no registration, no license, no auto insurance. Hey, really? <laughs> Congratulations. Are you going to share with us? Yeah. I could, yeah. I've been in a few shows. Yeah, it's just... Uh, 
Yeah, it was like a three thousand dollars, and I won. Oh, can you share that with us? Is there a case we can look up or anything? Um, you probably could, yes. Yeah, because uh, like maybe should... the case number or share with us. I I love to read cases and see, and then get the transcript and kind of see what what was said in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I sh- um, I I was on a show with uh, uh, David uh, Wards. What's his name? He's in uh, How do you win a uh, How do win the court without a lawyer? You guys know him? Dave, uh, what's David? Who? David Hor- uh What's his last name? Warf- uh, Warwick, something like that. Not Merlin. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, he has a show on Sunday nights. Um, how do you win a court without a lawyer? And um, so um, huh. I was on okay. that show. What, do you know his name at all? I forgot his last name. He's, I know the first name is David. Uh, um, starts with a W. Wynn Wynn Miller? Miller? No, no. We said it at I, the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it sounds like Warwitz, some one of those. It was Cornforth. Oh. But uh, the, I don't. Uh, well, congratulations! And if you can some way share with us, um, uh, this yeah, is what sure. the call is all about—is to share that. But sure, sure, I can give you a few minutes. Yeah, I, I mean, I got late on the show, but uh, um, you know, I I got um, I bought a car last year, and I didn't register or nothing like that because I've been doing this for a few years, and um, I live in Arvada, Colorado. It's right by Boulder on the west side. Uh-huh. And, and uh, so I got stopped. Um, I bought a car in October last year, and I started driving it, traveling, whatever. I got pulled over around February, but I read a police really close to my house, and they swooped in about 11 cars, of course. You know, they've never seen I, it before, Oh, my so. God. And uh, I feel I videoed. Uh, I got two cameras in my car just for that because I knew I'm, I was expecting one day, you know. Uh-huh. And... Uh, so I basically, what I did, I basically never gave him the name, and I stood as a man. Um, I, um, I, I, um, I don't have ID, so I don't have a driver's license. So I, I only had is a common law ID. I made with uh-huh. the secretary of state. I had a, I had a bond through secretary of state, but I also had a shorty bond. But that had nothing to do with that. They just um, so basically what I did, I just stood my ground, and I gave him no reason to arrest me. So uh-huh. he got to the point where. They got to the point where um, I requested a lieutenant, and he showed up about 20 minutes in. And he said to me, uh, just sign it. Um, I'm going to let you go. Just sign the ticket and uh, settle in court. But I, he also said if I don't sign it, they'll arrest me and uh, impound the car. Oh. So I signed it under duress and without a prejudice and all that stuff. Even though I never got a receipt. Uh, they gave me a receipt. Um, like a printing copy, but there was no name on nothing. It was just uh, mm-hmm. they misspelled the, they misspelled the legal name, and uh, um, the car is prior in a private trust. So they, um, I showed them the trust, so they couldn't even take it, even if they wanted. So that's really good information. Is it, did you learn it from this David? I I learned it from different. Um, you know, I started listening to Carl Lance about when Angela had him. In 1615, that's when I got into it. And, uh, wow. um, I didn't get into trust a little bit later. Um, I was trying to figure out how do you, how do you do this without um, having cops all over 
And, you know, so when I got stopped, I got stopped four or five times after that, but they couldn't do anything because I had a trial coming up. So, right. That would be well, double. Good. Yeah. Well, I would like to hear your trial, or I'd like to see the transcript because I like to read those. And I, you know what I mean? Sure, and sure. they do. We can order the transcripts, I mean, if it's not personal to you. I like to share my cases with people. I um, had somebody transcribe all eight of my hearings because I wanted to share with everybody, and I had it posted on, uh, uh, I'm trying to remember what site that was, and also I had my stop posted on where they stopped me. I had my cam- the, I got their dash cam, and I had that posted. Um, I shared yeah. everything. Yeah, I, I don't mind. I mean, I had I had two because because of um. Wait, 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 um, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Where could I see that, Candy? Oh, um, I remember. You know, the guy. I'm trying. He he was a he had a um, common law website, Justin Breithaupt. Um Justin. I'm to, he studied under Willie uh, Willie Thornton, and then Bill, he did a little. He did Bill some Thornton. site by using all of Willie Thornton's stuff. You know, sharing it with people. Okay. And I can't remember. Right. Common law something. Common uh. law. It's a Justin, Justin Bright Help. And he's, by the way, the guy is pretty bright when it comes to court. Um, and, H-A-U-P-T? And what is it called? Is that a H-A-U-P-T? Bright Help? Help. P-T, yes. Okay. Well, we'll look it up. And... And on his site, and he has all kinds of uh, Willie Thornton's uh, common law um, stuff on there. And okay. I, I had all my um, court, uh, the, eight he- the eight hearings, I had um, all of them transcribed so you knew what I was saying in court and what the judge was saying back to me. My final eighth visit at the court, by the way, everybody, and i got to say this, I walked into the courtroom, and in the courtroom I couldn't tell where the bar was, you know, because they had folding chairs but I kind of guessed where the bar was because everybody that stood up, he'd say, can you step forward, please, you know. And so when he stood, he said, I stood on that line, and when he said step forward, I just stood up and three times. Oh, um, this is when I used urlaw.org. Um, I stood up and said, does anybody in this courtroom have any charges against me? If they do not, I am going to leave right now. And the judge started screaming, and he says, he said, step forward, step forward. And I said it again, and I brought five witnesses, and I said, does anybody in this courtroom have any charges against me? This is in Whitefish, Montana. And the judge now is screaming, bailiff, bailiff, get her out of here, bailiff, remove this woman. And the bailiff comes over, and I had to say it one more time, so I continued saying it, and the bailiff had my elbow. He was like, listen, this is his courtroom. He's upset. You gotta, I said, hold on. i got to finish what i got to say. And I said it the third time. I said, does anybody have any charges against me in this courtroom. If they do not, I am leaving. And that's when I left. And when I left, that's when they put the zero judgment against me. Wow, that's wonderful. <laughs> but I never stepped forward. I, ref- I just ignored him like he didn't exist. When you step into his, past the bar into his courtroom, he's the king and you are nothing. And so I, um, that's how I ended that eight, the, the deluge of eight times. But then after that, I was so mad that they made me come so many times to that courtroom that I went to the federal court because I was like, no, he's not going to get away with us. You can't terrorize somebody like that over nothing. Besides that, when they pulled me over, um, there was no cause. He had no uh, probable cause. Um, a friend of mine was in front of me, 
okay? And I was behind them. Or, no, 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 I was in front of them, and they were behind me. They didn't know we were together. And on the audio, the cop had to pull up to push in, and then he red-lighted and blue-lighted my friend to get out of the way. So how would he know I did anything if he had to get in between two people? And so they had no case. They had nothing. No case. It was just one of those harassing somebody. Oh, what was he accusing you of? Oh, he said that he thought I might have gone over the line, but he wasn't sure. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I was like, no, and here, I don't drink. I don't do, I, I just, and I'm not against anybody that drinks or does drugs. I don't do drugs. I don't drink. I don't have any things like that that I just, I don't have, I'm too busy reading. So it's hard to catch me in, in, in something that is, uh, I guess if you caught me in the library, you could get me for something. No. <laughs> But so, I mean, I just don't do things like that. I'm too busy reading or learning. So he really had no reason to get me. And um, I sued the whole, the mayor. I mean, I sued, I, I included every administer, anybody in the lineup of duty. The governor, I, I, man, I had everybody for that federal case. And I'm sure they have buried that case somewhere. Or they've made it look like nothing happened when, oh, yes, trust me. Here, when we'd go for the hearing, they would sit in the room, and they would he, the, the judge would make jokes with me. He would just talk to me. And the three attorneys, they have high-powered attorneys because when you're suing a whole city, they get you the there are specific attorneys that are the very cream of the crop, and, and they're trained in everything, even common law, believe it or not. And they sat there because I had maintained as I was the tribunal. So nobody could proceed, and I would keep striking their orders if they said anything. You know how they got um, how the, I, I left that courtroom the day when um, I the judge I said something. Well, I work for God because my SSM is called Work for God, and I said, Well, I work for God. We were just chatting. He screamed and he said, There is no God in my courtroom. He was like a hissing at me, and I was like, Oh my God, that's what's wrong. I'm in the wrong courtroom. And so then I walked up, I got my books, and I left. I was like, man, this is just the wrong courtroom. So I went and started doing claim and deliveries. Anyways, I did a lot of stuff. And because I was doing so many things, and, they, and I, did um, I did commercial liens, and then the judge pretended he lifted them, which is a felony, by the way. Um, that's when they took my house. Um, my, we were in a... We had a seller that was supposed to sign over the deed after we put sixty thousand dollars or thirty thousand sixty thousand or thirty or sixty thousand dollars down. He they he was supposed to let us assume the first and the second. After we got that down, he claimed that we were just renters. And when we went to court, um I had no idea that they had figured out who, that we were related to that situation. And when I went to court they said we weren't the parties of interest. And by the way, I have that transcript. Anybody can read that, and when they see it, they'll fall over because um, they said we that nobody showed up because we were not the parties of interest, would not let us show that we made $2,500 payments every single month, made every single one, um, and paid extra, by the way. And uh, they said we were just renters and that since nobody showed up, and we weren't the real parties of interest. They gave the house to the seller as a default. And then the city of Kalispell gave the 
his name is Eric Enns. I love to tell everybody who he is. Um, they gave him a $53 million contract, and it's in the newspaper, at the same day that they get, took our house from us. And they gave him a $53 million contract with the city of Kalispell. And then, by the way, in the, how the story all ends up, I put a land patent on the home. Um, I paid $30,000 to get it out of foreclosure because he wasn't paying the payment. We lived next door, by the way, and owned all the land around this house. So we were in the neighborhood, um, and the police um, told both neighbors not to let us stay at their houses, but then the neighbor told them that I owned the land. <laughs> so it was quite a, a spun thing, and they so they ended up running us out of town by destroying our home, arresting my three daughters for nothing, for stealing hair bands and yellow bins that they never stole. Uh, but they broke out every window, broke out every door in our house. And um, the, anyways, this, this, it's a huge story. And, and yeah. what it is is corruption. It's just mm-hmm. plain old corruption. And that's why I learned law, and that's why I'm here, to help others. And I could care less about anything I've lost because I'm not materialistic. So, But anyways, anybody have a question? I, I went on a, a long story there. <laughs> is that it for you, 303? Um, I'd like to tell you something. Right at the end, the judge took her rope off, and she walked towards me, and she gave me the. She signed it at the end when the um, the district attorney. I gave him the paper, judicial notice. They dismissed the whole jury, and uh, he got up and says, uh, "We'd like to drop this." No, he said, uh, "In the best of interest of ju- uh, justice, we uh, we would like not to pursue." Um, after this man, and the judge took the rope off and walked towards me, and she gave me, she signed the paper and says, dismissed. And my brother uh-huh. was behind me. He was, the only, he was the only one in my family. He came to watch, and he was behind me. And um, at least you had a witness. <laughs> yeah. Well, I gotta see this. I want to read your case. If there's any way you can share that with me, I would love to read that case. Sure, sure. Yeah, definitely. It's. Um, 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 Why don't you fa- friend me or Facebook or send me some email or something? Okay, um, I do have Angel. Um, I think I do Angel's um, email. I, just, I think I do that. I have no, do you, have you don't have my email. You don't. Nobody has my email. It's I. I don't <laughs> have email anymore. Oh. oh hey, do, do you do you have a Spectrum Facebook? Spectrum took over my email. <laughs> oh, I, no, don't. I don't have. I don't. I don't use Facebook. Um, oh, you're smart. Yeah, I Facebook, don't use it either. People don't understand, but Facebook is also a contract. I so guess it has Facebook, a big contract, but yeah, yeah, correct. If you push, if you put any any personal info and you go to court, they'll take you with that. All your comments and everything you say, they can. Because if you the 2019 Facebook contract, you should guys all read it. It says about they, that in court. They own it. They own everything. Yes. Everything, pictures you put on there, right. your any words you put on there, they own it, and they can do whatever yes. they want with it. So how do yes. I get a hold of you for this court thing? You can. Um, I'll, I can give you my email. You can email me, and once I get it, yes. I'll, I'll um, um, let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. Okay. It's um, it starts with M, like capital M. M like Mary. Uh, yeah, like Mary. Uh, Briston. Okay. It's B. Briston. It's B R I N T S T O N. S T O N. B R I N S T O N. No, B R I S T O N. Yeah, Briston. B R I S T O N. Briston. 
Yes, M- Bristol, yeah. And Bristol, yeah. Okay, and yeah. the number's and then three eight seven four. Okay. At hotmail.com. That's easy. Okay. Yeah, I'll send is, you my mine is from music. It'll be music, so. Okay. Yes. Uh, and, um, yeah. And I think I think I I think the way to do this is everybody should have a trust and put all the property into it, and police will never take it. Because I've heard yes. a lot of people lose their property, and that's because because even though you even though like if you had anything registered licenses years yeah. you have to send you have to send them letters otherwise they will you well, know, when they threw us out of our house they used the vehicles they, the the warrant didn't say for for people the warrant was for the vehicles when they threw us out of our home that was the, that's where i kind of really started looking at things like that's weird you know uh, and they were really upset that some of the autos were registered with work for god which is SSM, but they there was one old one sitting there. But it, when I looked at the warrant, the warrant is for vehicles, not people. I should share that with people. The warrant wasn't to remove Candy Lee Lyles. It was to remove a vehicle, and they threw us out of our house as if we were vehicles. It was really weird. And also, and also huh? if you, also if you guys ever, if anyone ever got a birth certificate and your mom did, you have a copy, you got to send it back. Uh, well, yeah, but you don't actually have to send it back because you can utilize it as an agent. Yes, only only through trust. You can use yes, it. And I, you... Yes, and I have expressed trust. That's correct. But you don't yeah, want to use do. it because otherwise you're breaking the law or land or legal or whatever, you know. Or it's, so. oh, it's a crime, basically. Yes, <laughs> because this, you're <laughs> right. You're You're using somebody else's stuff. Like when they say, who's the owner of the car? The problem is that the state is. And here, you can actually send in for a manufacturer. What is that? Certificate of manufacture, the origin yeah. or whatever. You I can tell them you lost man. it. Yes, correct. Statement. And they'll send you a new one. And then once you have that, then they can't even they can't even stop you at all. Yeah, I had to. Yeah, I had to send it to California, and then I sent it to um, to different places, and they they called me and they said they cannot find it. So you have to uh-huh. get a bill of sale. Yeah, just have a bill of sale. Just go to DMV. Or you can get you can have it salvaged if it's really you know if you get a salvage title, you can then have that. So yeah, anyway, I'll email you. Angela's probably getting tired okay. right now. It's past her time here. <laughs> uh, we're just about there, but uh, we had a couple more people with their hands up. But okay. uh, oh, let's see here. If Rick. anyone's there, I can answer quickly. Okay, Rick, right. you've been Thank muted. You. Thank you. I I didn't raise my hand, Angela. I've been trying to get on. I've been trying to get on for two hours and then mess with my phone, I believe. But oh my gosh! Well, I'm sorry. Did you wanna? You didn't have a question then? No, no. I didn't even know how my hand got raised. Oh, okay. it's high hand. Yeah, no, well, the whole thing's been going. You know, uh, it's like it's got a mind of its own, right? I don't know yeah. why. But, yeah, right. I, I, I go on the Money Mike show, and it says invalid uh, ID number. And then when I tried to enter in my PIN, it said invalid oh. PIN. And, yeah, that's oh just crazy. God. Yeah, maybe they're having problems or something. They're yeah. going a little haywire. All right, thanks, Rick. Have a good night. Okay, Cowboy21, go ahead. 
And then oh, well, my hand was still up. I'm sorry. I had no more questions. Okay, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> okay. Hand down there. Money Mike, did you want to say something? Yeah, I just want to let you know when that cut out like that and when I went in, uh, all of a sudden uh, you weren't up normally on the brows. And oh. uh, but just for the heck of it, when I when I uh, clicked on your call, uh, uh -huh. Uh, apparently it went into private mode for some strange reason. Apparently, because only once I once I clicked it on, then it realized you were th then then you were still live, but oh. but only by clicking it on. Oh, yeah, for weird. some reason uh, it just went private or something. They might be doing some kind of update or something. I mean, and not told yeah. anybody. Yeah, I, I don't know. All right, yeah. well, thank you, Mike. What's you want to give out your call? He's gone. He got. I, I know his call information. Oh, where is that? Um, <laughs> oh, I had it. Okay, so Rick, I'm going to put your hand down. Um, five two zero. Did you have something to say? Hey there. No, thank you so much. Uh, there was a nine six two number for something earlier in the show for another show. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, that was money, Mike. Two, Go ahead, three, and then two, three, nine, six. Nine, Wait, six. nine, six, two. And it looks like two, three, nine, six. Or two, th yeah, well, two, three, nine, six. Yeah, okay, or if you just but put money, Mike, missing... the search engine, it'll pop up. But you what, okay, but, okay. Two. Hang on, nine, six, two, two, three, nine, six. Uh, is there an area code for that? Oh, I now that's know. the call ID number. Yeah. What's the caller ID number? Okay. Well, are you on TalkShoe.com? Well, I can I can dial TalkShoe, which is six zero five five six. No, 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 no. I mean, bring it up on a, a computer or a cell phone. Can you bring up TalkShoe.com? And then you can just play. You know, there's a lot of different calls on right now. You got to put that call ID in the search bar up at the top right and click go and that'll bring you right to money mike's call oh so i gotta I mean, go to talk to you and nine six two okay wait a minute wait a minute no you can call it the number you called in here i think you yeah. can call in that number and put in that call id and that should put you on the call oh okay so call Talkshoe and then call in nine because yeah. like your number is three nine nine oh four. Right. And another one is like six digits, but this one's seven. That's uh, because mine's been four. in existence for a no, long since two thousand and nine or before <laughs> that. So right. that's and why. Then, yeah. I've just been raising my hand and unraising my hand because that, that's oh. all I wanted because I didn't have a pen and paper to go oh. to a different call. Oh. And I hope that that guy. I hope that that guy gives me a case number because he seemed to be avoiding it. And uh, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe I, he just wants it to callers. be private. He doesn't want it out yeah. in the public yet. He's afraid it'll get jinxed. A lot of people think that. You know? Yeah. So. Well, if you're if you're saying you won, share it. What's the problem? Well, because the cops oh, he'll in share, his he'll neighborhood. Share it with, he'll share. Who knows? They might. I mean, what's the problem? If it's a win, share it. Oh, if yeah, I win, I share it. I feel the same I'll way. Okay. I'll talk to you next week and, and let all you right. know about all the people that I've witnessed not losing, not winning, just walking out 
benevolent love honor done oh, deal nice. there you okay. go and it's been all right so that anyway <laughs> uh, sorry i had to listen through all the drudge report through that stuff there but uh thank you for the 962 <laughs> number i appreciate it and uh, have a great evening everyone thank you you too good night oh my god the drudge report <laughs> well <laughs> it was well you know i don't know it was, <laughs> it was he didn't make it quite clear enough in the beginning it was like he was avoiding you know telling you how it happened yeah you know he, he sh i should have asked him you know did you do the paperwork or did you pay somebody else to do the paperwork oh the guy that won <laughs> yeah Oh, I believe he did win because I'm almost sure no, I, I got to read his too, page. But did yeah. he do the paperwork or did he pay somebody else to do the paperwork? No, he did it because I can hear how he talks. He knew what he was okay. doing. The way he spoke, he I know what he, I'm almost sure I knew what he, he did, but I can't say it until I look at his paperwork. Okay, um, very good. Well, he, he knows still what he did. Oh, no, he left. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he stayed as a man is what he did. That's the way to do it. Yeah, so... Well, that's good. Anybody All right. Well, Angela? nope, that's it. We're four minutes okay. over two hours we did. Listen I'm to you sorry. going, oh, 15 minutes is good. Two hours. <laughs> and it well, goes by good. so fast, you know, because. Yeah. Yeah, it's wonderful. Okay. Yeah. Well, that sounds good. good. Okay. We'll do it again next Thursday. That sounds fantastic. Talk to you All guys right. later. All okay. right. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Good night, everybody. It's been fun. We'll see you next Thursday. Hey, thanks, Angela. Talk to you next week. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Good night. Bye-bye. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.